Hey, everyone, and welcome into the Blake Show Lakers podcast, the show that covers all things purple and gold. Let's talk about the state of these Lakers. Lakers lose their third straight game of the regular season last night to the Houston Rockets, 128 to 94, just completely obliterated, blown off the floor. And the team is now three and five with their three wins coming at home and their five losses all coming on the road. So this team continues to struggle on the road and albeit lots of injuries. Of course, last night, no Anthony Davis, no Jackson Hayes, no Gabe Vincent, no Jared Vanderbilt as the Lakers have been without him the entire season so far, but that's no excuse for the effort. And that is sort of the thing that I want to talk about first, just in terms of what we've seen in the Lakers losses and even in some of their wins this season, where leaving shooters wide open, letting, you know, second, third chances happen on the offensive boards, just literally by not boxing out, just like very basic stuff where sometimes this team so far looks like they would rather be doing something else than (laughs) playing in an NBA game. And that's the tough part because you can say, oh, injuries, you know, we played hard. We just got beat by a better team or they shot extremely well or whatever. But, and of course the Rockets did play extremely well in this game. If we look over to the team stats here, Rocket shot 54% from the field, 42% from three. Um, you know, those are all things that, yeah, they shot way better than the Lakers. The Lakers shot 42% from the field and 28% from the three-point line. But that is not the sole reason why you lose 128 to 94 in this kind of game. It more has to do with your effort. And it's one thing I don't think... A lot of us, I mean, the Rockets are a pretty good team to start the season, four and three, four and one at home. And the Lakers missing 40% of their rotation, basically. You know, I don't think, I think that if they were to have won that game, it would have been a really gutsy win and something that would have been rather unexpected. But to lose the way that they did is just really tough to swallow for a team that, you would think doesn't want to do what they did last season. And I know that it's mainly a new group, but Darvin Ham is the coach, LeBron and AD leading the team, Austin Reeves, like really those three players. And then Darvin Ham and his staff, like the team, you know, albeit with a poor supporting cast got up to a two and 10 start last season and the Lakers schedule, which we'll look at more here in just a second, doesn't lighten up at all to start the season. They're the Lakers. They're on national TV a lot. They're playing against, you know, good Western conference teams and Eastern conference teams almost every single game. So Lakers have to figure out the effort part now, like the health part. Okay. You don't know when you're going to get Vanderbilt back. And he's a huge part to the defense. And in a game like last night, definitely missed him a lot, but you got to figure out the effort part. And if we look at sort of, how the Lakers role players performed last night. Torian Prince, 27 minutes, three of six shooting, seven points. He has been, I think, the best Lakers role player to start the season, shooting the ball well, fits really nicely next to LeBron and AD. 
you, for the most part, get really good effort out of him. Christian Wood has been more up and down. He's had some solid performances. And then last night, to get zero points in 22 minutes in the starting lineup to only attempt, you know, one shot, that's tough. Four rebounds, four fouls. Got to get more out of Christian Wood, especially knowing that, okay, you don't have Jackson Hayes. And even Jackson Hayes hasn't been playing a whole lot to start the season. And, you know, you have um, Anthony Davis sidelined. And one of the main reasons why, if you're the Lakers, you pick up Christian Wood is to step up in games like this where AD is out. And to get a goose egg from him is just not a good sign. LeBron played his heart out against Miami, you know, not really expecting him to be at his best. And then to still shoot seven for 13 and have 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, like, LeBron is obviously never <laughs> the issue. D'Angelo Russell, solid showing from him. We'll talk more about him and Austin Reeves in more detail in a second here, but D'Angelo Russell, solid start to the season overall, shooting the ball well, four of seven from three, nine of 18 from the field, four assists, three blocks. So, you know, paying more attention to the defensive side of the ball, which is something that we saw in preseason, which is encouraging. Austin Reeves, is the guy that is really, really head-scratching. It is really an issue for the Lakers because a lot of this team's success, whether they're healthy or not, especially in the Western Conference, playing against the backcourts that they play against, is dependent on how this backcourt performs. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. You paid both of them. You brought them both back. And to see what Austin did in the playoffs and what Austin did over the summer – you're seeing a guy, I think, that's trying, and, and LeBron has said this um, in, in the media to start the season, that Austin Reeves is a guy who is just trying to kind of find his legs, get his legs back. He has spurts in games where he's aggressive, which is great, um, but obviously not the Austin Reeves that we saw in the playoffs. And last night, you can't get, even with Anthony Davis on the court, Rockets, again, they're a way better team than they were last year. Um even with Anthony Davis on the court. And if you have Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent, like you can't get seven points from Austin Reese on two of nine shooting and expect to win a lot of these games. Like you need Austin Reeves to play up to par with D'Angelo Russell and be aggressive. And Austin Reeves plain and simple has it in him to be the third best player on this team behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis and you're just not seeing that so far this season. And you just have to hope that he finds his footing. And the three-point shooting, which we'll talk more about here, when we focus on Austin Reeves, like, you know, 0-4, really tough start to the season for him from deep. And what we saw really hold the Lakers back against Denver last season in the playoffs was their over-the-top shot making and their, their lack of over-the-top shot making from the whole roster, but really the guards and specifics. And... You're not seeing any improvement there. And the hope was that Austin Reeves was going to take another leap and be in that most improved player conversation. And you're not seeing that so far to start the season. But the biggest thing with the starting lineup, whether you throw Anthony Davis in here, um, you know, or not, is the effort with AD on the floor, without AD. You have seen at times this season where the effort has not been there. And that is a huge concern. Because the league in itself, too, like the Rockets, you know, really bad team last season. They're a lot better. 
the league in it in itself is a lot better. So you don't have than it was last year, in my opinion. So you don't have the same amount of like, all right, like this is a cupcake cupcake game where even when we're missing a bunch of guys, we can just show up and not play hard and expect to win these games or even keep them close as you saw in this game. Really big, uh, I think, upside for the Lakers in this game, other than D'Angelo Russell's play. Rui Hachimura, another guy who they need, who's been in and out of the lineup already with injuries to start the season, needed a game like this to just shoot the ball well and see the ball go through the hoop. 24 points, 10 of 14 from the field. This is the Rui Hachimura that we saw in the playoffs just in terms of his aggression and his shot making from different spots on the court. Eight rebounds, two steals, a block, just doing a little bit of everything on the court. They need Rui. You're not going to get Rui, obviously, scoring 24 points when you have your whole roster playing. But this is the kind of aggression and the kind of shot making and sort of aggressive aggressiveness that you need from him when you have the full team on the court. And I think when Rui has been on the on the court with the whole roster and has played out of that second unit, you can tell he's trying to find his spot still. So good game for him for just his confidence. Um Cam Reddish, another guy who's been really up and down the start of the season, has played some great defense, has shot the ball well at times. Wasn't that kind of game last night for him. Oh, three from three, two of seven from the field. Um, Max Christie. So Max Christie is a guy who some people are like, he needs more minutes, he needs more opportunity. To me, and what I've seen from him, we saw it against Miami, we saw it against Houston. He has moments. He makes plays. He gets steals. Sometimes he makes a shot here and there. His body is not ready to be a backup two guard at the NBA level. It's just not skill level wise. He's in spots is there. You can see the potential, but his entire, his game in its entirety is not there. And the Lakers are in big trouble. if They're going to depend on him to be their backup two guard. Like one for eight shooting four points, eight rebounds, which is nice to see. Um, but literally just physically, he's not there yet. He needs another season, clearly. So that's another thing the Lakers are going to have to figure out. And the problem is, you know, the Lakers depth that they did lose in terms of Lonnie Walker, Dennis Schroeder, these are guys that are playing really well in other spots. And you need your role players that you brought in to replace those guys to play well. And especially, obviously, when when you're injured and you don't have your team, you know, a lot of your team there. And Again, they get a goose egg from Christian Wood in the starting lineup. Um, for Cam Reddish to struggle, you're hoping going into the season that Max Christie is going to be able to give you some minutes to the backup two spot, especially when a guy like Gabe Vincent, you know, is out. Um, and you're just not getting that from him. So the Lakers look like a team that last night doesn't have any effort, not playing hard, look lost on the court, are are injured, you know, don't have their team there and are just kind of a jumbled mess. <laughs> so tough start to the season, obviously already better than last season in terms of being three and five. That win over the Clippers was huge. You've already beaten the Suns once. You're going to get another chance at them Friday. You just need to up the effort. And while the team is injured, you just got to try to stay as close to 500 as you can. Um, but that's another part of this with the Lakers success is last season with or without, you know, the, the revamped roster injuries, health, these are the things that are going to determine whether the Lakers are going to win 50 plus games. They're going to be at the top of the Western conference. Like I think they can be, if they can be healthy. And the report is that Anthony Davis is going to try to play Friday against the Suns. So hopefully he's right back in. Hopefully Lakers can get Jared Vanderbilt back soon. 
Gabe Vincent, of course, Jackson Hayes, whose minutes have gone up and down. He's still trying to find his role a little bit, but Jackson Hayes, you know, rim runner, block shots, plays well in spots. So he's another guy that you need healthy. So that's kind of looking at the box score. I did also want to look at the schedule and just go into more detail about what I talked about off the top of the show, which is that tough start to the season for the Lakers in terms of the matchups that they draw, and it does not get any easier. You've already played Denver. You've played Phoenix. You've played the Kings. You've played the Clippers, the Magic twice, who are improved from last season, the Miami Heat, who are keeping their heads above water. Houston Rockets, way better than last season. Now you're playing the Phoenix Suns, who are more healthy than they were the last time that you saw them. Portland Trail Blazers, that's more of a game that you have to win, that there's not really an excuse not to win. The Grizzlies are struggling to start the season. That's also a must win. Then you get the Kings again, Portland, you get Houston again, Utah is scrappy and they can play. Dallas is off to a hot start. Cleveland, the 76ers, like your whole schedule through the rest of November for the most part is really tough. And the effort has to go way up. You can't control the injury part of it, but if the Lakers want to stay competitive in these games and keep their heads above water and not start the season, you know, in a really bad spot like they were last year, they're going to have to fix some things really quickly, literally just in terms of the effort. Cause we've seen when, even when they've been shorthanded and they still been able to, um, and shorthanded mainly just being without Jared Vanderbilt, who I think is like a big part of this team and the defensive identity of this team. Um, they've still, you know, they beat the Clippers. Um, they did beat the Orlando magic obviously beat the Suns and then, you know, play the Miami heat really close to the last possession. You know, it's, it's there. It's, it's in there. You just, you have to Darvin ham has to figure out how he can get the guys to bring more effort and energy on a night to night basis. Next thing I wanted to do is just kind of look at through eight games where the team is standing in some of these major statistical categories. Um, so field goals made 20th field goals attempted 27th. Uh, bottom half of the league field goal percentage they're doing all right they're in the top half of the league three point made 29th which is something that the lakers every season really struggle with and you thought on paper it looks like this team should be able to shoot the ball better than that and you're just not seeing it three point attempts um you know 27th um three point percentage 30th dead last in the nba 29.6 percent. i don't care who's healthy and who's not healthy the lakers are going nowhere if they keep shooting the ball like this they're shooting it just like sort of they started last season at a historically low level they're not going to shoot 29 percent. last season they were shooting in the teens to start the season like they're not going to they're going to find their footing getting gabe vincent healthy and jared vanderbilt healthy and anthony davis you know who is healthy just missed missed a game last night uh we hope um, that number is going to go up. But again, you look at why the Lakers have lost three straight games. <laughs> These are some of the things you're looking at. Um, free throws. Okay. You know, top half of the league, top 10 in attempts, offensive rebounds, 7.6, 29th. Again, an, more of an effort thing and a size thing. Lakers are very thin when they don't have Jackson Hayes. They put Colin Castleton in last night. Another guy who was a G league player who, it's just not ready yet to play at the NBA level. And we saw that um, rebounds 23rd steals, 22nd third and blocks, which is a, a good sign points 22nd. So you look at a, most of these statistical categories, 
and the Lakers are, you know, near the bottom of the league. That's why the team is three and five. You know, you combine the numbers with the effort and just what you're seeing on the court and you have a three and five team that's going to get blown off the court by the Houston Rockets who are an improved team, but I think are probably still a playing team this season. So Lakers are expecting to be a contender. So you hope that some of these numbers kind of just uh, improve just by game reps and by these guys learning how to play together, um, but not good <laughs> numbers wise to start the season. Last two things I want to do to close out the show are look more specifically and kind of do more of a deep dive on D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reese, the Lakers backcourt. And if we look at D'Angelo Russell to start the season, basically 18 points a game, six assists, three rebounds. And he is shooting 45% from the field and 32% from three. Percentage-wise, okay. Can definitely be better. Points per game, about what he averages. Assists, a little higher than what he averages for his career. Rebounds, around the same. But this is the number, the three-point shooting, with the -the over-the-top shot making. The issue that the Lakers have so much this season that they need to improve on. You need him to shoot the ball better from three. Plain and simple. Especially when you're dealing with injuries. There's there's a lot less to talk about with D'Angelo Russell than Austin Reese because, to be frank, D'Lo had a great preseason. Um, If we look at what he's done to start the season, just if we look at these last one, two, three, four, five games, 28 points, 27 points, 22 points last night, these two games were the the down part of it. Um, But all in all, somewhat solid start. I would say probably decent is how I would describe it to start the season. So you need his three-point shooting to go up all in all, paying more attention on the defensive end, putting more effort there. The aggression is there. You see him in spurts of these games where he looks really good. Just needed to shoot the ball a little better from the outside. However, what I will say, when you combine D'Angelo Russell not shooting the ball exceptionally well, and also his career averages kind of just being what they've been and not playing you know, closer to like an all-star level, let's say, When you combine that with Austin Reeves, who is struggling to start the season, that is where you get into a lot of trouble if you're the Lakers with your starting backcourt. If we just look at the numbers, like the averages for the season through these eight games, 13 points a game. And if we look at his, you know, career numbers, 10 points a game up from last season, but you're expecting more out of Austin if you're the Lakers because you saw more in the playoffs and you saw more over the summer with Team USA. You know it's in there, and he just has to find his footing. And if we look at his numbers, again, the 13 points, the four rebounds, the four assists, steal and a half a game, almost three turnovers a game, which also another thing that you didn't see a whole lot of from Austin in the playoffs last season, something that he needs to clean up for sure. Uh, field goal percentage, this number is going to go up. Not worried about that. This is the number that it's just like you need him to shoot better. You can't have D'Angelo Russell shooting 30, uh, 32% uh, on the season. 36 in the last five is pretty good. 32 on the season. 
and then Austin shooting 27.8 on the season. That is how, to go back to the team stats, you end up with a team that is dead last in the league in three-point shooting. So if we if we really take a deep dive into the numbers with the Lakers to start the season, it makes sense why they're three and five when you look at the injuries and you look at the stats. But for this season not to end in a D'Angelo Russell trade where the Lakers, you know, go for a third star, probably a point guard, D'Angelo and Austin are going to have to step it up and step it up soon because if the team starts four and six or, you know, five and 11 or, you know, seven and whatever, like if they're like a, you know, a good amount below 500, a couple games under 500. And the, even if they dig themselves out of the hole and they're around 500, like you need this team to show that they can compete with the top end of the league because you're on a finite timeline with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And if these guys, mainly D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, are showing that they can't do that as your starting backcourt, Lakers are going to make a trade. So what's going to happen? I think for the Lakers' sake, camaraderie-wise, to avoid what you saw last season where you're throwing a team together you know, at the trade deadline or throwing like a third star and changing the whole camaraderie of the team, you know, I think if you're a Laker fan, you're hoping that D'Angelo Russell, specifically, you know, Austin Reeves, that that backcourt together can play better. Because if they're firing on all cylinders and LeBron and AD are healthy and you have a whole season of camaraderie and the playoffs last season in your in your rearview mirror, then I think you have a better shot, honestly, winning a championship than throw Kyrie Irving, throw Trey Young into the team, and then you're just trying to figure it out in the playoffs last minute. That could be tough, in my opinion. While it may look great on paper, I think the best case for the Lakers is that D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves figure their stuff out. That's going to do it for today's update on the state of the Lakers and where things stand as the team is 3-5 and five after Wednesday night's loss to the Houston Rockets. Lakers will take on the Phoenix Suns in the NBA playing tournament on Friday, which this episode is on Thursday, so that'll be tomorrow if you're watching this on Thursday. And I think similarly to what you saw after the Orlando game, the second Orlando game where the Lakers got dominated, played with a lot more effort against the Miami Heat, I think you're going to see that same thing against the Phoenix Suns, regardless of whether or not the team is healthy, whether or not, you know, Anthony Davis is back out there. So I think you will see better effort out of this Laker team and they need it. That game against the Phoenix Suns is a huge one. Trying to go 2-0 against them to start the season, you know, play well in this new play-in tournament and also avoid going to 3-6. and six. You can find us wherever you get your podcast by searching the Blake Show Lakers betting podcast on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, YouTube, of course, as well. And thank you so much for watching and listening, and I will see you next time.